It's another great day here at the Awesome Village. Welcome. My name is Greg, and joining me is... Ryan. John. I'm Glenn. So, gents, what did you uh, guys do since the last time we sat upon these... Uh, this this it's table? Just, and it's just nice, nice that to not live in hell anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the temperature's nice. Yeah. 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 Weather has been nice down here in New Orleans. Yeah, went, were, were Gretna Fest in this? Yeah, I, I went to Gretna Fest my first time. Um, oh, what day did you go? Saturday. Oh, I we went. went. I, went fr- I didn't see you Saturday. You should have told me. Oh. I was there Saturday. Uh, I went Friday and Sunday. <laughs> oh. he, he probably saw you and hid or something. No, I that would makes not sense. have. Um, who'd you Who'd you see? Uh, we did well. Me. My uh, fiance Nightmare. wanted to see. Uh, I can't remember his name. Some country. Skinner, Leonard Skinner. No, they were. There was the guy who was playing right before Leonard Skinner. Post Crash Skinner. Um, mm. I forgot his name. It's some country singer. So she wanted to see him. I didn't really care to see anyone. I just, I'll just listen to whatever's playing, and I just want on the on the main stage. Yeah, it's whoever was on the main stage right before Leonard Skinner. Lee Bryce. Lee Bryce. That's the guy. Uh, don't oh, know I don't know who that is. I don't know. Either. They played the same time as Cowboy Mouth. Where were they at? The, the market stage. Okay, that's uh, that's right in the well the front. Oh, I think I saw him playing drums. Los Lobos also played. Cowboy Mouth used to be one of my favorite bands to see live. In the past few times we saw them at Gretna Fest, they've been just unbearable because they're getting older, and they just try to get the fans too about, much into yeah, it. That sounds about right. And it's like, and they they keep on like changing the name of the band is, and everybody has to yell Cowboy Mouth, and it's like I told Karen, I was like, I feel like we're doing way too much work at this concert. Yeah. I just wanted to hear the songs, and every song they played lasted like ten minutes because of that. So I so, avoided them this year. But I, this is the first time I've ever been to Gretna Fest. Um, my other job prevents me from used to prevent me from festivals because I was always working on the weekends. Well, now I'm I'm off on weekends, so I get to partake of festivals. And uh, Gretna Fest was fun. I, I do have a slight touch of <coughs> claustrophobia sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like that was my one complaint about Greek Fest was that it was fun, but it was so such a small area. Gretna Fest does a good job of making it blocks and blocks of stuff. Oh, like, yeah, it's all through. What was your Gretna. favorite village? Um, well, it's the awesome village. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we didn't have a street. <laughs> I, didn't, I mean, I, I, I wanted to try, like, everything. It all Me too. looked so good. But, I mean, um, I got a po' boy, a roast beef po' boy, which was different. The, the way this one was made, it was topped with, like, cabbage, with, like, a, a coleslaw cabbage on top. Um, and the roast beef was kind of, like, not hot, but not cold either. It's kind of like lukewarm. It was delicious. That's right. It was on served on DeWinter's uh, bread. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was great. Got some burnt ends. Like John had that, I think, as well. That was delicious. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. My question, though, is what the hell happens to those people who live inside of Gretna Fest? They get stuck in there, but they get free passes to everything. Most most of them just go out of town. Yeah, a lot of them do. Cause I, <laughs> and that, that's what my, fi- so they get, my fiance told me. Oh, they get free passes. I'm like... If I'm like, if I can't go anywhere, they better give me more than free passes. Like, I want the five hundred dollars specialty like booth that they have by the stage. I mean, I don't know if they get that or not. They should. If you if your whole weekend is like you're blocked in and you can't go anywhere, or you like you said go out of town, it's crazy. I mean, I guess it's like the people that live next, like when Jazz Fest happens, that live around the the the. Um... I would like the idea of just, you know, like getting some stuff in my house, like, you know, some, some movies or something to binge right at my house, but then I can just walk outside and go check out all the food and just bring food back to my house. That is, yeah. You know, we, yeah, we went Friday and Sunday. We, um, and I love, like, for the first time I saw Trombone Shorty live. And I, I, he puts on such an amazing When show. I found out he was going to be there, uh, I, I was like, well, great. That's the one person I kind of would want to see. Yeah. He was good. And then we saw the Blues Traveler. Blues Traveler. They were good. He consider, was, consider John Popper's almost 60 years old. And he was extremely high. Yeah. Is he really almost 60? Good Lord. Yeah, I looked it up over there. He's, One, the thing that he's, he did. He's like 57. Yeah, they, 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 they covered The Devil Went Down to Georgia, but he played it on his harmonica instead oh, that of the fiddle. Cool. It sounded really cool. Uh, nice. But, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun weekend. Um, they did, I'm trying to think they did that. They did uh, um, Mary Jane's Last Dance, the Tom Petty song. Yeah. Um, Trombone Shorty covered "Let's Go Crazy" by Prince. Oh, that was that was awesome. Nice. Um, we saw Bonarama. They've they've been uh, the band. It's a local trombone band called Bonarama. They've been together for twenty five years. I know one thing though. If you do go to Gretna Fest, I don't know why anyone in their right mind, if you're gonna go for more than one day, why you didn't wouldn't just get the weekend pass? Well, yeah, like it. It's almost the same price as the yeah. the single day thing. Yeah. And for. The kids, you can only get the weekend pass, but it was only five dollars. Five dollars, yeah. Which I think that was because last year a lot of people complained, including us, because kids were free, 
but to get into the kids area you had to pay per day so if you had the weekend pass you had to pay like i don't know and it was a lot more than five dollars yeah it it was like i don't know fifteen dollars or something so if you went all three days and your kids want to go into the kids area you had to pay the fifteen dollars every day yeah that's stupid so this year they just charged five dollars for the kids for the whole weekend and the kids area was just open and it was it was ethan had a great time in the kids area yeah it was a lot of fun so yeah they put on a good a good time in gretna nice and this was kind of funny. We were there, and I had to. We Glenn had his uh, his niece was there with us. Yes. And I had to text his brother in law. Oh yeah. Because because I'm sitting there, and she asked me how old I was, and I tell her, and she's like, "Oh, you're the same age as my dad, so you must also be in the stage of your life where you fart a lot." So I just had to text Carrie and be like, "This is what your daughter just said." I was like, "I don't, I don't know what to think about that." Mm. <laughs> no, like, I didn't realize this was a stage of my life. How does she know me that well? Yeah. <laughs> and he said he was both. Proud and disappointed at the same time. <laughs> it's funny. I ran into a, bunch, like, a few people there that I, I hadn't seen in a while, which was kind of nice. Uh, you kind of you, you tend to do that at something yes. like that. Um, but yeah, we did. We, we just kind of watched one of the off bands on the side, and uh, there's a bunch of kids using boxes to go down the levee. Yeah. So mm-hmm. my wife did that. That's what that's what our kids were doing. Yeah. That. yeah. It's funny they make <laughs> they make best friends with like just random children yeah. doing that. But um, yeah. And awesome. my daughter Clara was super excited because she met another little girl whose name was Clara. Aw. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't. I remember the a few years back because this is like probably the second time I've not third time I've been, but like there used to be rides and everything, mm-hmm. which those I, I guess they haven't come back since COVID. Yeah. But uh, in the the booth there used to be a lot more like things on offer. Yeah. It was kind of cool. Like I, I didn't get a chance to go there. It was like a cigar uh, booth I that I almost that. went to. Uh, but we did a we tried the, the we talked about this earlier but the watermelon lemonade and the uh, Oreos the ben, Oreo beignets I didn't get that I heard those are epic they were very oh good. we tried the um, gelato paninis yeah Karen had a gelato panini what were those like she it, said it was awesome and they were delicious and I'll say she said she liked it so much that I didn't taste it <laughs> there you go yeah, yeah me and Sandra split one we got the um, the s'mores flavored and it it's was like just, an ice cream sandwich it was yeah, it was a chocolate and they did it on the waffle iron. Where you know it was, it was really good. I forgot that my fiance got this that she had brought me some and shared it with me. It was like a um, some kind of bananas Foster's like ice cream sandwich. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That, that's what I'm talking about. You got the ban- which one did you? We get? got s'mores. She got the bananas Foster uh-huh. one. That was incredible. And then they it's had, like a brioche bun or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really. And good. then they had the old school like cotton candy machine that mm-hmm. was they were spinning the old. Yeah, school. and those those kids walking around with those things bigger than their head. Oh, I could show you a picture of our of our children. Yeah, it's yeah. insane the amount of cotton candy they were giving. And I got some of the the Italian ice. Did you guys discover any uh, like local places that you had not had before that you tried through the year? The place that had the um, the burn ends. It's a place I forget what the name of the place is now. See, and it's out in it's. A, I don't necessarily said it was in Gentile. All right, so I, the I, I ate a smash burger from it's a pop up that goes around Gretna a lot yeah. called Coops. Crystal's been talking about this thing. They were good. I don't like the fact that they don't let them put the name of the place like up on top of the booth. Right. Because like like saying it's a it's smash burger. But there is a Smashburger company. Although I do think they did you see what they did? They they had one of their T-shirts and they draped the, the T-shirt over the front. I mean, so you can see yeah, as, as they should. Good times. Yeah, I concur. Um, well, you know, possibly good times. Ryan watched Beckham. It was on Netflix. <laughs> did it bend it? They talked about it. Um, I I didn't know anything about his actual football career. I mean, I as someone who kind of loosely follows. Uh, Soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, like football. <laughs> that is the sorry. Yeah. Um, well, Americans we call it soccer. Um, it was just it, I only knew him as he played for the England national team, and I remember like they never were able to win the World Cup with him, but he was really popular and he was great. But uh, the the documentary starts with this incredible shot that he had made in this one match with Manchester United, where apparently it's a it's kind of like a. Um, I don't know how to describe it as far as like in the game, but it's like a shot that all the greats try it where they try to score from midfield. Like Pele tried it and almost did it, but none of them were able to do it. And Beckham was able to actually do it. And like just that's what shot him to stardom. And then uh, it's four episodes and they're each about an hour and 10 minutes. I think Um, I watched the first one. I didn't get to the other ones and uh, it's really good. I mean, he's, I mean, I don't know. It's like he's retired now, and he has like this. 
he is thoroughly branded though, like all of yeah, the, but he's got so much. But he does like this really cool shit. Like he has his own brand of honey, where he he has a bunch of beehives in his backyard and wasn't he, he on something honey. where they made a joke about that? Maybe. Oh no, there was a clip from a British show you sent me where he was talking about his honey, and he wasn't talking about the Spice Girl. I don't remember. I, I'll have to find it, but yeah, you sent me this, this clip from this British show, and they like the guy said he knew David Beckham, or, or had David Beckham at, like you know like pretend to be him or something, and he was talking about his honey. Well, apparently it was good because the cameraman tried it and said, "Man, that's delicious." So, but uh, you know, it, it's uh, he seems like a really likable guy, and he talks about how he ended up meeting uh, Posh Spice and their relationship. Uh, I mean, they, they covered a lot in the first episode, so I mean, I'll probably finish watching it, but it's on Netflix. Uh, something that's also on Netflix that John and I have been following is Sex Education. Yeah, the the fourth and final season has started. Um, it's Asa Butterfield and uh, Gillian Anderson. Go ahead, Glenn. Tell, tell the story. Well, no, it's Greg's story, really. Mar- Marty and oh Patricia. yeah, uh, which so, which we saw Patricia. At oh, the, we we, at, we at saw Patricia and Sam. Uh, my friend Marty, uh, if he's listening to this, he'll laugh at this because he he told me the story. They they were out watching a movie. It was back when Ender's Game had come out, and uh, him and Patricia leave the auditorium, and they're looking at all the posters on the way out to see like different things, and she they see the Ender's Game poster, and, and Marty's like, "Oh, that looks interesting." She goes, "Yeah, but what's a Butterfield?" And he goes, "What do you mean?" She says, "She goes, it says Harrison Ford has a Butterfield." <laughs> it was because it was Asa Butterfield. I think of that story every time I see either either Asa Butterfield or Patricia. Yeah, <laughs> or Marty by the that man. Yeah, this is this is a funny uh, funny little show. It's a it's a British show about this kid in high school whose mother is a sex therapist. So he's just kind of learned a lot of stuff just from hearing her. So he kind of offers free sex advice to the other kids in school and. It, it terrifies me having a young daughter thinking that this is possibly how much sex high school kids are having, but I'm sure it's well over-exaggerated. Well, you know, it's, it's probably more like that HBO show that all the kids like. Yeah. Euphoria? Yeah. yeah. But, um, Just like that. <laughs> but yeah, sex education is uh, it's really good. This new season, they, uh, they're at a new school. Um, yeah, and so I've watched the entirety of the season. You watch how many? We watch about three or four okay. episodes. Um. I will say this, it's a satisfying conclusion to a degree, but there's a point in the season where in which it seems like, I guess maybe they were told it was the last season, I don't know how when they figured it out, but it feels like they had more story to tell that they didn't mm. wind up finishing, so they kind of tied some things in. It's a really uh, good mix of emotion, and uh, they never have really strayed from that, and the humor. Uh, Asa Butterfield is, is uh, very good in this. I like how kind of uptight he is as a, as a, a sex therapist. But his friend, who is the new doctor, that's what I was, I'm looking Eric, at. Eric, it's a Nukti Nukti Yeah, he uh, he's he steals the show. He's yeah. phenomenal. He's really good. And John was talking about the, the school they go to. It's because their old school was, which was like a, a prep school that was very buttoned up and and whatnot. Uh, they had to close it because they got branded as the sex school. So they go to this new school, which is extremely progressive, but like comically so. Yeah. And that actually comes to play in the season as to like. There's one character who's extremely positive, and the rest of the friends are like, "You're too positive sometimes." Uh, but yeah, it, it was it was very fun. I'm, I'm gonna miss like when we got to the end of it. I don't think Heather knew that uh, it was the final episode of the series. And she's like, she's like, wait, wait, that's it for all of it? I'm like, yeah, that that was it. She goes, ah. Oh. So I I'm gonna miss it, but I really I really had a good time with these four seasons. Yeah, so did I. Highly recommend. Um. Well, also something you recommended on a similar note. Um, you told us to all watch an episode. I specifically said in this message, everyone needs to watch an episode of a show called Naked Attraction that is now available on Max. So I, last night, my wife was, was I, like, you know, do you want I, to- I was not able to complete this homework, by the way. I apologize. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> well, uh, we were looking for something to, to she says, what can we watch? I said, well, actually, I have to... Uh, I have some homework. I had to watch at least an episode of this show uh, before we record tomorrow. She goes, okay, well, let's watch it. So we started watching it, and then three episodes passed. <laughs> I just watched the one. My wife was like, because each episode is kind of split into two parts, I guess. After the first uh, part, parts. she was like, she was like, I don't think I'm going to watch them. I was like, I was like, for the podcast, I do need to finish this, <laughs> the one episode. I, uh, so we ended up watching it. 
I didn't like this show one bit, and I couldn't stop watching it. <laughs> I, I hated it, and I felt like I was watching a car accident, and I could not take my eyes off. So, so you were like Data when he tried the green drink. So, yeah. So, Ryan, I want you to—I want you to describe the show, like the concept of the show. What is the right, show so about? So, let's say you're in England, and you're single. You can't find anybody. You know, you're just—you're—you're you're hot. Well, most of them are hot, and you're just for whatever reason you just can't seem to lock down a mate. So made his friend there. Here's an idea for you. The, the great people in England are going to put together a show where they're going to take, let's just say, you, you got to disclose what you're into. They, he, she. You got to tell them. They got to know. Or both. Because they provide for both. But <laughs> they got to know. They got to know what you want. Because one person gets three of one and three of another. So you got to tell them first on. So it's like Burger King. Special yeah, orders. Gotta don't, know what, don't they they got to know what you <laughs> want. <laughs> and let's just say for the sake of argument, you being Greg, you want women. They will put a naked woman in six pods. A different different naked woman. A different naked woman in each pod. Colored pods. Now, they will also ask you some questions of things, I guess physical attributes that you find attractive, whatever that may be. And the host comes out and says, all right, are we ready to begin? And the pods start to raise up, and it raises up to the genitalia level. And now you basically get to examine each vagina and critique it to determine if you like that vagina or not. And if you don't, then you eliminate one person. Now, the, the, the whole pod raises up and you get to see everything you missed out on, and that person leaves. Now you're down to five people. Now the pod raises up to the midsection. Well, no, first, first they turn around. Oh, yeah, they do turn around and you get to see the butt. Got to get, gotta get the and butt you, And then you get another person eliminated. Yeah. Um, Got to get the butt. And so then it raises up to the midsection. Now you're examining their stomach and their breasts. And the, the host will be asking you, are you a titty man? Are you? And you have to just talk about... That was a great impression. Talk about the breasts that you see. Who is this host? Oh, she's, she's actually really good. She's I funny. Have to, I have to say, as, okay. as a host of this, this despicable show, she's actually pretty good. Um, but anyway, you, you get to critique these women's stomachs and their breasts. Oh, that nipple looks... It's not... It's a little off, and I don't, I don't, yeah, these they, and they and they talk about tattoos and piercings and stuff like that. Yeah, the British are really into tattoos. I'll tell you that. So then you eliminate somebody from the breast area. Now you get to see the face. The, can't, the pod goes all the way up. Now you can see their face, but they still can't talk. Mm-hmm. So then now you have to talk about their face and what you like or don't like about the face. And then these people are looking at you completely yeah, naked while you're talking you're, about them. You're, and you're talking about them. And then you eliminate the third person. No, fourth, 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 fourth person. person. Now they can talk. And now you go, they'll ask they, questions. They have to, the question they ask is, what is the thing you like the most about your body and what is the thing you like the least? Yeah. Now you get to hear them talk. And now you can judge them based on the sound of their voice and if you like that or... But I think, is it before this? Because it's when only two of them are left. Then the person who's picking no, has, no, has to it's, get it's naked. It's after this. So, it? okay. yeah, they it's, talk. It's only when the two of them are they, left. They talk and then you eliminate the third person. Now you're down to two. Now the person who's trying to get the date, they got to go off So stage. the interviewer... Yeah, they got to go off stage and get buck naked, and now they get to come out and they get to get judged by the two that are left, and then, I guess through gut feeling, he just makes a pick on who he wants out of the two, and they go out on a date. Do they get to wear clothes on the date? They, yes. they wear clothes on the date. <laughs> do, do they get to? <laughs> I didn't get past the first episode. Do they always go to the same bar? Yeah, I think it's okay. like a yeah. like a, a bar that they have a deal with. So they, yeah. they they go to this this place and they have a date and. They film it, and then, then the next thing you know, it's either like two months later or they do a follow up with like a, a within and, a couple of weeks, and you just find out have, have they been in communication? Or is, are they going to continue seeing each other? Now, Ryan, you're underselling a few things about this. Okay, show. Um, one thing is that I love when they work in science <laughs> via little cartoon diagrams into the show. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I found this show to be fascinating. I, 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 it's not a situation where I would recommend it to everyone because we are a very prudish culture in America. That being said, I think that the conversations that you know this prompts about being comfortable with your body is a good thing, but I don't like that some of the people that are in the position of doing the dating um, are a little harsh. Yeah. yeah, like one of them's like, "Oh, I don't mind a, 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 a thicker midsection," and then they're like, "I'm limiting you because of your midsection." <laughs> it's like, "Well, you're a liar." Like yeah. the very first episode, like the I think it's I think it's a woman who's like, and then she's got guys, so like she's got the first thing, all the the cocks are out, and so like the first guy who's eliminated, he's eliminated surely just because of how his cock looks. 
Well, no, the first the first episode there's a a guy who's the first one, maybe it was and the then there was a girl who's bisexual yeah. as the second one. So then, like, it's like the guy's going off saying, "Oh, it's a great experience," and I'm like. How can that be a great experience? This like, sounds like the fake show that Sasha Baron Cohen was doing in Bruno. A little. It kind of reminded <laughs> me of that show that uh, Matt LeBlanc was doing. Um, oh, in episodes? In episodes. Now, one thing is it really, you know, the, the fact that there's a lot of uncircumcised men. That's a, I told that to John. Threw, threw me off a little bit. I, I knew, know that most other places don't. It's, the United States is the main place where they do well, that. I, I got to tell you, I think we got it down because uh, I, don't, I don't like. I don't like it. From what I understand, those like most most of the sensitivity is, is oh, there. So they, uh, I, I don't know how you'd really check that. No, like, they, how do we, one that, of the episodes they ex- they explain um, apparently the extra skin hits apparently a sensitive yeah it does it does email or yeah. something. Uh, I'm willing to do my best to overcome that. There was because... an extensive <laughs> conversation that one of the girls had too about how one guy she had eliminated because the penis was too big Yeah, because it would hurt her. And then the guy after was like, if she knew me, she'd know I was very gentle. Oh, my favorite one was... <laughs> Tick like Pepsi can. I, I don't remember what episode it was, but the chick says that she was going to eliminate this guy because his penis looked like he was too loving. And he would, he would, he would, yeah. but, he, but like he'd be a good cook. And you know, somebody would I know, be, that was the mom, wasn't I'm it? Like, are you fucking kidding me? He's looking, she's looking at his cock and she, she thinks he's gonna, he's gonna be a good cook because of his penis. <laughs> did it have a chef's hat on? <laughs> it was a little did, beret. Did, did it have spiky yellow hair with sunglasses on the back of its head? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 take your I, I flavor guess, down. I feel like, you know, the craziest part of this is if somebody were to listen to this, they think we're making all this bullshit up, but this no. is a real show. Like, to Glenn's point, it doesn't sound like it's a real show. It's apparently got. I didn't look. Glenn John said it's like a bunch of seasons. I saw Variety. Really? Said, Variety sent me a thing and said this show that was in Great Britain is now all available on Max. So when I put it on there to look and watch one episode, it said one of six seasons. Son of a bitch! Yeah. So it's like I'm, so it's I, like The Bachelor of UK. A lot of ways, but maybe. I, but I mean, like every episode goes through like two people, and then so it's not it's not like the same person that comes back every week or anything. I, like look, that. this is entertaining. I, I got yeah. like to and, and Ryan's I mean, point. You can you don't you don't have to like the show, but. You can't turn it off. Uh, and Greg said, like you know, you can't, you can't necessarily, he doesn't know who he'd like recommend this to, but I mean, if you're listening to this, we've just described it. You know whether you're interested yeah. in it or not now, so. It was fun. I think it was harmless. Yeah. It made, I think it, they're what, like a half hour episodes? No, they're an hour. Oh, they're an hour? Okay. Well, each, I think, but each person gets like 30 minutes. Yeah. Okay. The, the banter back and forth, though. The nonchalance just fascinates me like the, the now think, you have to is this a, a, a nice looking willy i think my favorite part though every time is after somebody gets eliminated the way the host goes why <laughs> why pink <laughs> like it's like 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 he didn't like she didn't know he had to eliminate hey, someone but it's no date for you yeah <laughs> when i was watching the first episode with with karen though there's there's a guy who's got a, a big elephant tattoo oh that yeah <laughs> and it's the elephant and you can assume where the trunk of the elephant is and we're looking at that and all, that of, a sudden, all of a sudden i was like does that guy have a prosthetic leg too and karen's like i didn't I wasn't even looking at his leg yeah. <laughs> like, so like, yeah. and the, the host is like and there's a story there when you find out the actual story it's not you know did, it, did an elephant did he lose his leg no he had like attack? he basically had these these like uh corpuscles in his leg that over time got impacted and they had to amputate. And if he does too much to the other leg, it'll happen too. Now, the tattoo, which was funny, is he's like, I just never get, never have a drunken bet with friends. So apparently yeah. he lost a bet and had to get an elephant tattoo. And they, they ask him, too, what do, you, what do you like about the other person's body? The, like, yeah. the contestants, what are they like? And I forget what the, the other guy said about him. He's like, well, he's, he's got a really big penis. I like that. And then when they asked the guy with the prosthetic, he goes, well, I guess I like his right leg. <laughs> 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 like, oh, yeah, it's, it, I, I had a good time with it. You know, Errol Flynn used to rub paprika. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, how am I supposed to know that? <laughs> well, reading the autobiography. <laughs> well, a show that's just like this, Quantum Leap. Um, <laughs> Season two. <laughs> so, Glenn, take yes. us through uh, Sam's leap into a, well, it's a, ben. un, Ben's leap into a, an unhooded penis. That's right. Well, I mean, mirror images, <laughs> no, not his own. Um, so... <laughs> Well, anyway, so this is, yeah, Quantum Leap's back for its second season. Uh, they had filmed about half of the season before the strike, so they were able to, you know, get their release date on time. Um, the uh, the kind of premise of the first season was he was on a specific, I won't give any any spoilers in case anybody wants to go back and watch them. They're all on Peacock now, but um, he was on a specific mission, and he was supposed to take, I think it was 
16 or 18 leaps. It was however many episodes the, the season was. And then um, he was supposed to leap back home to 2023. Well, something went wrong, and he did not show up back in 2023. And the uh, second season takes place in 1978 in Russia. He um, is a soldier, and it kind of seems like the first season um, was uh, developed by a different showrunner. Like, a new showrunner took over someone else's idea. And it was jumping back and forth between Ben in the past and the present at Project Quantum Leap. And um, the stuff in the in the present with the project, with Ernie Hudson's character and stuff, it was very procedurally like a NCIS-type show where they were investigating the stuff. And from what I understand, now that the um, showrunner that inherited this premise is now completely in charge, it's going to be more... It's the the feel is going to be more similar to the original show with Scott Bakula, where it's going to be more leap-centric. And um, this premiere was really good. You could definitely tell, like, the budget might have been upped a little. There were some cool effects with, you know, explosions and stuff in in Russia and stuff. And this guy, Raymond Lee, that's the, the star, um, you know, Dr. Ben Song, he's just fantastic. So um, it's, it's, on, um, it's on NBC on... Um, I think it comes on... Uh, the day of the week. Does it, anybody even know when shows come on TV anymore these days? I can't tell you the last time I watched something when it came on. Like I only recently had to discover like uh, Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares came back, so I had to actually. By the way, it up to find it. Um, I was so excited for that. Yeah, I, like they're treating like a whole new show. But have you watched or watching Hell's Kitchen this season? I watched the first episode. One dude is from New Orleans and plays Quidditch. He talks about his athletic abilities. Uh, I I love that show, but I digress. But anyway, this um. It's on uh, NBC. Okay, Wednesdays. Do you Come, watch it on Peacock? Um, this last one I actually watched on um, YouTube TV because okay. it recorded it. But um, most of the time, I'll, I'll sometimes I'll watch it on Pe. If I don't watch it the Wednesday when it comes out, I'll just watch it on Peacock the so, day after. I'm glad you brought up YouTube TV. I want to mention something real quick. So there was this old movie that was on the other day, and I flipped it on, just you know, in the middle of it or whatever, and. Um, I was talking to my sister about it, and she's like, oh, yeah, it's a good movie. You ought to record it next time it comes on. And so I, I hit the record, like the add to your library thing, and I had checked, and it said it didn't have anything scheduled that it was going to be coming back on anytime soon. So I went back, like, today, and, like, the whole movie is, is in the library. Like, does it automatically know, like, if you put it? If, if it was on recently, yeah, because that's, that's how it does it. If you check off a show, it just has all the episodes. Well, I mean, like, my experience with DVR is, like, you can only pick up from where you where you started watching well, this, it. This is a better project. I mean, obviously, I just wanted to say it. Well, yeah, it, it just it probably came on again later. And it, it, I the, the thing, thing I'm saying is I didn't see it coming up on the schedule. Well, or it might be on, um, like on, on demand. demand, Yeah, too. maybe so. Maybe. Yeah, you, that could be what it is. Yeah. What movie? Arsenic and Old Lace. There you go. Cary Grant. All right. Proud of you. Uh, I'd be even more proud of you if you uh, fired up Netflix, Ryan, and watched Lupin, Uh which is a show that I watched. Okay. Uh, Season three has been released on Netflix. Uh, This is a show... um, I saw season one. I haven't gotten to season two yet. Oh, you you have seen season one? Yeah, I have. Yeah, the, it, this is one where, honestly, the three-episode rule shouldn't even apply. That first episode, if you're not hooked by the end of the first episode. Well, almost like movies. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it follows uh, – so there's, a, there's a, a French gentleman burglar by the name of Arsene Lupin. It was a story written by uh, a, a writer, last name was LeBlanc, if I'm not mistaken, Martin LeBlanc. Yeah, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it was uh, it, at the end of the 1800s, and it was this series of, show, of, of stories kind of like – what if Moriarty was the good guy of the Sherlock Holmes stories, and he's got like a so there, there's this whole set imagine of books. like a uh, French Danny Ocean. You've yeah. been watching the show. Before? I watched the first season. I, did, I, I didn't. I haven't seen the set. No, for no real reason. I just I kind of it escaped well, me. To and watch again, the did you watch it with subtitles or did you watch it with? Uh, I think I watched the very first one dubbed because that's how it originally came on, and I was just I, I forget what I was doing, and I just kind of put it on, and then. When the second one came on, I'm like, oh, I forgot to go t- put on the subtitles. So I, I switched it to the subtitles after. Um, it's a show that I, I would honestly recommend watching in the original language with subtitles just because the performances are there. Uh, yeah, that guy, was it Omar Sy? Omar Sy, yeah. He's good. He's phenomenal. And the show follows a guy who basically is a, is a Senegalese immigrant. Um, and his dad, when he's a kid, basically uh, gets what we think is framed for a, a 
burglary that he didn't commit, so he goes to jail, winds up dying in prison, and this kid's in the foster system, gets uh, basically gets uh, taken into this this school and gets taught you know how to be a gentleman. And because his dad like you know left him this book, these books, he becomes obsessed with with Arson and Lupin, and uh, eventually through different things you learn slowly over the course of seasons gets involved in becoming the gentleman thief. Um, and it's really fascinating because every episode has kind of like this heist, their little mini yeah, heist. Yeah, it's kind of like Ocean's Eleven, uh, Thomas Crown Affair yeah. st- style. Yeah. And I'd say a little with a little bit of Sherlock mixed in. Yeah, I can see that. Um, it's just, it's really cool and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. The, the way that the last season ended was uh, Lupin for certain reasons, which I'm not going to spoil, is on the run. And this season opens with uh, him trying to figure out a way to kind of, you know, get hit because he has a son with a with a, a, a strange wife, and he's trying to figure out how to uh, kind of make things right with them. But there's a complication that happens. Uh, this show is beautifully shot. It's incredibly cool, and I really, really think that you would really like it, Ryan. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's seven episodes a season, so not really hard. About an hour long each. Only murders in the building. Yes, uh, the or third murders, not mur- murderers. Murders in the building. Yes, uh, it's the third season of that. It just ended, actually, on Hulu. It's Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. Um, this season, there's you guessed it, another murder. Um, but uh, if you've watched any of the show before, um, Steve Martin is a an old, kind of re- mostly retired actor, and he's famous for this show that he was in. When he was much younger, it was like a cop procedural procedural show, and he was some cop named Brazos, and that's uh, and that's kind of his claim to fame. He hasn't really had anything else, um, in the last like twenty years. And Martin Short is a like Broadway director, and he gets this uh, he gets offered this new play to do, and he casts Steve Martin's character in it, and um, the the lead is uh, played by Paul Rudd, who's uh, just this this actor who's kind of like I guess another version of Paul Rudd he's just this big movie star who's been um he's been like in a superhero movie and it's the superhero thing that he's got is he turns into this giant cobra and helps the cops fight crime and the name of the series is Cobro <laughs> <laughs> and uh and Meryl Streep plays a, a lesser known Broadway actress that, that joins the the show and um the way the last season ended was opening night of the thing of the 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 play and Paul Rudd's character dies on stage, and they're so they're the whole this whole season. There's flashbacks, so I mean Paul Rudd's in it through most of the uh, most of the season, uh, as is Meryl Streep, and they're just trying to figure out who uh, who killed him. And it's if you've seen any of the other seasons, it's just kind of like a I don't know, kind of like a funny Agatha Christie kind of type thing. But uh, this season was 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 very good. I mean Martin Short and Steve Martin are gold. So I mean. What was the thing? Someone said something about Martin Short not being funny, and that was going on all, all over the internet recently. Yeah, I think it was some some sort of writer. Uh, yeah, I think for, like, that's preposterous. He's it is funny, preposterous. He's very funny. Yeah. And as much as uh, I kind of want a Three Amigos reunion, Chevy Chase is kind of an asshole. I would yeah. rather an Inner Space reunion. Right, there you go. Oh, I love that idea. Um, I saw the first <laughs> season of the show, and I was going to give John a hard time about spoiling the second season, but. The funny thing is, I was going to bring this up. At what point? I know, like, with, with shows, people like to binge it. So, like, I actually found out on, I think, one of the Eat Entertainment Weekly headlines. You know, it was like only murder, the season three trailers coming out. Well, we found out who killed Paul Rudd, and I'm like, well, fuck. Well, I mean, it's not it's not really a spoiler because the whole sixth second season is about a different murder, and then there's also oh, he's not really in the no, second. No, he's not in the second oh, okay. season at all. Except there's a five minute epilogue at oh. the end of the last episode after they've solved the murder. Well, that makes it a little better though. Where it's his opening night okay. of his play, and he dies. Right, that makes a little bit more sense then. So Paul Paul Rudd's character dies within five minutes okay. of you meeting him. I thought he was like in the no, whole second no, season. No, no, just the last five minutes. That of makes the, a little bit more sense. Yeah. And I've heard that. The fourth season is going to be set somewhere else, like Los Angeles. Pro- you know? Probably, yeah. It's it's because it seemed like the characters were kind of going different places, and there was a couple of things that opened up for each of them that would maybe have them in Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. that's kind of made sense. Okay. Maybe next time when they solve things, they should use the Kaminsky method. Glenn, yes. <laughs> so um, if you've been, uh, if you're a regular listener to the Awesome Village, our last episode featured uh, the career of Mr. Michael Douglas. And um, I have to give Ryan credit because for years he's been talking about the Kaminsky method. It came out in 2018. That's, I think, he started 
hyping the show up. I'm the only you now you the only people I know who've seen it. And um, it was a, a Netflix series starring Michael Douglas and uh, Alan Arkin called The Kaminsky Method. So I'm like, you know, after celebrating the man's career, I'm like, well, let me let me give this a, give this a shot. And I not only went past my three episode rule, I watched the whole thing. I've watched all three seasons since the last time we have sat around this table and recorded. So um, this show, and I have to, I have to say, uh, you, you know, Mia Culpa. I always said that I am not a fan of Chuck Lorre. He's the one that produces um, Two and a Half Men, Big Bang Theory. Those shows just don't do it for me. And when I watched this show and I saw that this was a Chuck Lorre show, I got concerned, and that concern went right out the window. I know you. I, I know his name is on it, but it doesn't feel like those. It does not. Like it's it, a, it's written differently. Yeah, and because there's no laugh track, and it's very adult, and it's just, I don't know. This, I I thought the show was fantastic. Michael Douglas plays a character named Sandy Kaminsky. He's a like world-renowned acting teacher. Like he won a Tony Award, and he moved to Los Angeles to be an actor. And he ended up starting the studio, and he just became a very popular acting teacher that never really acted again, but he was this teacher. And his um, former agent, um, Norman... Well, he's played, still sort of his agent. Yeah, He it, just uh, doesn't really do anything. Played uh, Alan Arkin, who's fantastic. And I have to say, the way this show portrays like two adult male friends, you don't see a whole lot. And... Just the way they talk to each other about aging and stuff and their kids and their families and stuff. It was just very heartfelt and funny, but it was like in a very natural way. And um, when, you know, we lost Alan Arkin in the, uh, the, you know, the third season, it was a very touching and clever way where they found his character, where his character was still kind of involved, even though he wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And I was just very impressed with everything in the show. Um... Yeah, Michael Douglas, he's fantastic. Some, I mean, kind of felt like Wonder Boys a little. A little bit, yeah. The way he was with his students. But, I mean, when I saw Nancy Travis, I'm like, geez, I haven't seen Nancy Travis in so long. And then when Anne Margaret showed up in a couple episodes, yeah. um, uh, Jane Seymour, I mean, the the cast of the show was... Dr. Quinn. Yeah, she she was fantastic Are in the you, show. Are you going to bring up the, the, the other actor who steals the show when he gets there? Oh, Morgan Freeman. No, he's yeah, he does, but no, the other one, Elliot Gould, <laughs> the one that they seemed to make, they wanted to make him look like he's a hundred years old. Oh, Paul Reiser <laughs> steals every single scene he's, and I didn't even realize it was him. At I first. didn't recognize it at first I, until he spoke. When he spoke, I'm like, that's definitely Paul Reiser. But I saw he was nominated for an Emmy for guest, and Paul Reiser is absolutely hysterical in the show. I was actually worried when I saw him in the show. I was like, man, he doesn't look so good. And then luckily he reappeared in Stranger Things. I'm like, oh, okay, he looks fine. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they just really made him look like crap. Yeah, in the they show. put him in a fat suit and a bald cap with a very long ponytail. <laughs> and um, but I mean, the, I just I can't say enough good things about this show. I'll probably watch it again. I mean, it was it like it's very easy to watch. It is. There, there are 30 minute episodes. I think there's 10 episodes a season. Some of them aren't even 30 minutes. No, so they're, some of them are shorter. Yeah, um, the Emily and Haley Joel Osment both make appearances. Yep. Um, Emily Osment, I thought she was... I really liked her character. And Haley Joel Osment, his character definitely had a purpose, but he got kind of annoying at times. Which I guess was sort of the I think that's the point, it. which... I mean, the show's been on for a while. I mean, it's all... He's a Scientologist. And some of the stuff, you know, started off kind of funny, but then... But yeah, Danny DeVito appears. Kathleen Turner appears. Yeah. I mean, and I Kathleen Turner was really good, by mm -hmm. the way. But, um... I highly recommend Kaminsky Method. It's on Netflix, the, all three seasons. Like I said, I flew through this whole series. It's a Netflix series. show. It'll probably never go off on Netflix. I hope not. Well, one thing that'll never go off of Disney Plus is Loki. I don't really know how to segue into that. Uh, Loki has premiered season two. We have one episode of it. And Ryan actually watched a Marvel. Yeah, I, I, I look, I'm, I've been... The name of the premiere was Ouroboros, by the way. And, uh, yeah, uh... I've not been a fan of Marvel lately. Um, I've tried to watch the last few movies, and they've just been okay. Um, Although the, it seemed like you like Love and Thunder more than the rest I, of us at this table. I, I did, probably. Um, <laughs> but then, like, the shows, I, I'll admit I didn't watch a lot of the shows just because they didn't interest me. But I did watch season one of Loki, and I, that was my favorite Marvel show. So I was like, well, I'm going to go back and just see if they're if they're still off or if they're back. Did you, did you ever watch Ant-Man Quantumania? 
No, I haven't gotten to that you one. Okay, That's I the one I haven't You ever watch Moon Knight? No, I didn't watch any shows. Uh, fucker. After uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, that was the last one I watched. Moon Knight's uh, better. I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't doubt it. But I know one thing. In my opinion, I mean, Loki is fantastic. I, I agree. Uh, this, this first episode is great. It's a little confusing, but not in a way where you're like, you don't quite. It's like you're kind of lost, but not to where you're pissed off about it. And it's like you're confused, but the characters are also exactly. Confused, so it's okay. It's like I'm not really sure what's going on, but it's like I think they're going to explain it. I'm not like annoyed with it, you know. Yeah. I, so yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, it picks up right where the the first season ended, where Loki comes back and. Um, the, no one knows who he is. No one knows who he is, and then he sees a statue of well, he which did, that kind of turned out a different way than I expected to. Because I thought he was in the future. He, it, no, I, thought I thought it was, it was a, different a different timeline, timeline yeah. right? So that kind of threw me for a loop that it's you know, it's what, a little bit different than we expected. Right. But this whole first episode, uh, I'm curious to see. I, they clearly they filmed this before all the other stuff happened. But Jonathan Majors, I, I don't know how we detach from this if they don't Maybe move don't forward with him. Yeah. Right, so I think. They're, they're probably going to leave. I don't know. They're not going to refilm all the stuff with Loki. They'll just have him in here, and then whenever happens with his case, if they have to recast, they just recast later. They've, they've done it before. He's a variant. Yeah. But, I mean, like, uh, I mean, I, we don't really know if he did anything wrong, right? I mean, it's... It's an open court case. Yeah, we can't... I, I don't know. It, I think like, he's got a court date in November, I think, is when... Yeah. But, anyway, he's not really... I mean, he's around but acting wise he's not really in this a whole lot like well, he's not his in, presence he's not, looms he's, yeah he's not in the episode i'm assuming he's going to be in the season at some point i mean i, I know, know they all right so in quantum mania one of the post credit scenes is a scene from loki featuring him so okay he's going to be in here somewhat but i i don't, I don't think he's gonna it's going to be like more of a looming threat i'm not i don't know how much he's going to be actually in this well i hope they didn't like alter the story just because i don't of think him. i think it was already done okay so, um, how awesome was Ki Hui Kwan? <laughs> I mean, the dude is just batting a thousand, man. He can't miss right now. I mean, he's the expert on, on time travel right now. Yeah, and, yeah and, I guess so. And, uh, Specifically in, in multiverses. Multiverses, yeah. yeah. But I, I did like this one a lot, like, where he, when he was in the present and he was asked a question, he's like, I don't know where that is. And <laughs> I, wait, do I? And then he's <laughs> like, it, are, is someone explaining to you in the past what's going on? Like, that was really clever. I like that. I just love Loki. May I call you OB? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and one thing I will have to say for a television show, like the budget, whatever they got, look, the, the effects look great. Like when they showed the, what is it, the time loom or whatever with mm-hmm. the old school like oh, diving yeah. suit and all, that looked really cool. I loved Owen Wilson's performance. Like he's so funny in this show. <laughs> yeah. does, does anyone get a feeling from this first episode, It's there's a very Wes Anderson-y, the, the, the scene Feel in the elevator it. was very Wes Anderson. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of, like, even, like, the, the retro tech and all that kind of stuff, it just kind of hit me when the, I was watching the, it. The suit they put, they put yeah. Yeah, that's in, yeah. Very Steve Zissou-ish. Yeah. yeah. I, but I'm with you. I loved this premiere. It definitely yeah. makes me excited for the rest of the season. How many episodes are in the season? It is six. Oh, crap. I'm going to fly through them. I think, well, well that wait, wait, let's see. The first season was six, I guess. Yeah, same thing as the first season. So, second verse, same as the first. Correct. <laughs> um, unlike the next series, also related to comic books, Gen V, a spinoff of The Boys, premiered on the Amazons, and it actually they released three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, there it was a fourth, and I did watch the fourth. So I'm. Yeah. I, I've only seen up. the first. I, I honestly, it didn't interest me, so I was going to wait to hear what you guys thought. Okay. Determine if I was going to go start watching it. Do you like the boys? I love the boys. I just finished. You'll it. like just, the show. I just caught yeah. up with the. It's are just imagine a college show, but in the world of the boys, and that's Gen V. I mean, I, I just I don't know. I just the trailers didn't really hook me. And everybody at the college has got some sort of power. So Vaughn, and, and and it does feature a Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I heard. Is it a prequel or is it a? No, it's going on at the it's same. It's going time. at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Um, think of it this way, Vaught, uh does their business so well that they have a school to train the new employees for all of the different cities that have a stock superhero or new members of the seven and all that. They're the ones that kind of decide all this. Um, and it's actually run by a character played by the great and wonderful Clancy Brown. He's so good. He's oh, everything he's in that voice. Um, 
but yeah, basically the the show starts with uh, a young girl who uh, several years before, as A Train is getting inducted I think into said, the seven, I think it said eight years ago. Yeah, she uh, she discovers her powers in a rather uh, sensitive way, and it results in uh, in in some deaths. And she's the character that we kind of follow, who has the ability to basically control blood. With her mind, uh, and she is trying to make it at this this school, and it kind of follows her along with the the mystery of uh, of something that's happening that that we we aren't kind of fully cued in on. That yet. they just refer to as the woods, and they refer to that in the very beginning. So y'all are fans? Yes, I, I really like it. I mean, again, if if you're a fan of the boys, it's... you keep saying that. Are you not a fan? No, of I am. I am. Okay. I'm just saying. But I'm the, talking the, more, boys, the boys is not for everybody. The though. boys is not for everybody. Oh yeah, I found that out when I tried to see if my fiance wanted. So to watch I mean, it. so you'll you'll know you'll know if you, you if this show is for you. And honestly, Karen didn't like the boys. A lot but, of people explode. Yeah, and um, and but she said she kind of heard what this was about, and she was kind of interested. So we watched the first episode, and the very beginning, the stuff that happens when the girl is younger, that's probably I'd say in the first four episodes, that's probably the most violent, gory thing. Yeah, probably. I mean, oh, some with, other with stuff. her parents. Her parents, yeah. Well, so far, right? Because there's more episodes to come. Yeah, yeah, but so far, so I told her, I was like, "Look, we'll, we'll watch it." And I was like, after the first five minutes, I was like, "Nothing that you're gonna see in these few first few episodes are gonna be worse than this." And she ended up liking it, and because uh, I guess it's more Karen that kind of likes the she, right right now she's binging the Vampire Diaries, which is oh. which I think is awful from what I've seen. I I thought it was a solid show. Oh, I liked really? it. I, I'm, I'm not. I wasn't. I'm not enjoying what I've been seeing. But anyway, she likes that sort of thing. So I guess this being set like in college and from kind of a female, uh, mm-hmm. you know, main character, she was kind of more into it. I mean, I thought it had some interesting kind of things with hazing and kind of things that are going on, like substitute like the superheroes with like college athletes things yeah. that are going on in the news right now. So I thought it was kind of. It is topical. There's also the element of. Uh, a lot of these, the powers of the characters we're following the show have like side effects or consequences, mm-hmm. um, and they get into that throughout some of the episodes. Even the popular kids, there's some side effects to what happens to them, and it also deals with the fact that uh, you know you got to think about parents did this to their children, yeah, and the children didn't ask for it, so now they're having to deal with all the consequences. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like a very R-rated, raunchy version of Sky High. There you go, <laughs> with no Kurt Russell though. But you get a Clancy Brown. <laughs> I'll take that that trade off. If I'm deprived of Kurt Russell, but then they offer me Clancy Brown, I'd, take I'd, be, I'd be okay. Yeah. Well, a small little company named Disney with a small little property called Star Wars released a small little show called Ahsoka, and it's a, now it's, it's all available. It's all of it, a hundred percent available. All and eight, we have thoughts. Eight episodes. Season one. Se- season. Uh. So, who, who wants to talk about Ahsoka? I didn't like it. Like the whole thing? No, I loved the show. I, in fact, I loved everything until the end credits rolled, and that's when I realized I didn't like the way it ended. It's just nothing was resolved. That's the only thing I have to complain about. Like, I love the show itself. I loved all the characters, the performances. I don't have any complaints except it ended wrong. They should have resolved some things. Well, Morgan Elsbeth got resolved. <laughs> Yeah, she's the only thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you think that, but they apparently can resurrect people. So yeah. other characters like switch locations, and other characters, I for like, I thought maybe when I was watching the final episode, I thought maybe they died in the last one. I just missed it because they didn't show them until like the am split I, second at the end. Am I missing something? With can't they just use the purgles to get back? I don't. They mined it, so I don't know if the well, purgles are going to come back. Yeah, they don't have the pur- the purgles. They can't. You can't rely. And on they were all, they were also saying, didn't they also say that the purgles? It looked like they, they were go to there to die. They go yeah. to there to die because the the ring around the planet was all their bones, which was really cool. Plus, yeah. when they got there, they got shot at and shit. So, so I don't yeah, know if they're going to be in a hurry to come back. They got they got they out of the there. fucking space whales. They do what they fucking want. They do. You can't rely on them. Yeah, I mean, Ezra never used them to get back in the ten years. So. Yeah, so I guess I don't know. I just I was very upset by the way it ended. Like it just didn't. They needed at least another episode, I think. Well, they got. Apparently, they're working on season. They they can't announce anything because of the strikes, but season two is going to happen. Apparently, well, that's fine because yeah. I don't want this. I know they're doing a, a felony movie, but I don't want. There's too much open in this show. To, oh yeah, no, I think, and in the other shows. Yeah, yeah, I think, and and again, I have nothing to base this on. I wouldn't be surprised if Thrawn shows up in another show since they set up that whole Shadow Council in the Mandalorian, and season two might just be on. Um, 
Peridia, the planet that Ahsoka's on of them, you know, trying to figure out how to that get back. Because it is the show's got her name, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're kind of set and thrown up to be kind of like Thanos, which is. You think they're going to do some kind of thing where Thrawn helps set up the First Order in some kind of way? I no. Think, I, I think it's more likely that um, uh, Shin Hanti, you know, at the, at the end when she shows up with all those bandits yeah. and holds her lightsaber, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be the Knights of Ren. Um, but I, I have no... That's just me. Thrawn seems to, to not really care for the management of the Empire. And I think Thrawn's like, no, nah, I'm going to show you how to do it the right way. I don't... I don't know that he's going to do the first order so much as he's like let me show you how a proper empire runs he's he's very smart um and he has a very cool voice yeah well he's a mickelson so. that's true lars right lars lars and lars and his brother mads yeah mads builds the death star mm-hmm. and lars <laughs> goes and cleans up after him. um but yeah I, I will say like fans of the um the animated stuff this was just bread and butter. I mean, this is this was basically Rebel season five. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I loved every second of it. It's uh, it. I mean, for many reasons, but it sucks so bad that Ray Stevens isn't, isn't with us anymore. You're not yeah. kidding because I just uh, he was so good, and he, he, I really is, wanted to uh, see what was going to happen. That character next is probably my favorite addition. I, I to love the, Balin Skull. Yeah, I, I love the way he fights, where it looks like he's wielding a big broadsword and the whole... I mean, I just loved everything about his yeah, character his, and his performance. His, his costume is so His, his, cool. his yeah. motivation, his, his... Like, where his character is, like, his focus, all of it makes sense. Yeah. In a very... In, in a way that only Daddy Filoni could, could yeah. do. Um, I, I, yeah, his, his character is, is, is a big loss. And I don't know, like, what's on the horizon. I, I'm assuming they have to recast. They're going to have to recast. Give, give us Leah Shriver. It's... That and the other name that keeps getting bounced around that I wouldn't be mad about was the um, there's an actor he was in Troy and Three Hundred he was like the leader of the Marines next to Jorah Butler's character. He was basically like the second in command in both of those. Yeah, movies. I've heard a lot of people mention him too, um, but um, they've got big shoes to fill because Ray Stevenson was so good as this character, and it's it, I mean it's so terrible that he's not with us anymore. But also, major props to David Tennant because Hu Yang might be one of my might be my new favorite droid. I also did anyone get warm and fuzzies with the whole long time ago in a galaxy far, far away? I like that. Very clever. And uh, how about did you like Vincent Reagan? Is that guy? Vincent Reagan. There we go. No relation to Ronald. I don't think so. That and what did y'all think about the C three PO coming in? That was great. I thought that was great. I like it how Chopper wanted to put hands on that guy. That was that was. Hilarious. Which that character is actually in um, Resistance, that senator or whatever. Okay. The main character of Resistance is his son. So if you're curious about that, and he's always been just a. Dick. Is that a good show? I've never watched it. It's not bad. I mean, it's definitely for. I watched like, the first episode. I, I watched really the first season. Um, it's definitely a style like for more of the Disney XD thing, but it has some cool stuff. Okay. And you get Poe Dameron in it. So. All right. <laughs> but it, no, it's it's cool. But um. No, I like the Soka. I can't wait yeah. to see what they're gonna do next. They need to announce some stuff. I uh, I, I do agree with Ryan. I wish. Uh, I, again, I have to have faith that there's gonna be some payoffs in the next. Oh, I have no doubt that. I just go around, but I, I agree with you. Like it kind of feels. Uh, to me, a good season finale. It ends something, but leaves you with a big question or a big whoa. What's gonna happen? This one didn't. Like, it, I mean, it played out how I thought it was kind of gonna play out. But at the same time, like, I, I mean, I, again, I don't, if we're setting up this Filoniverse movie, it kind of doesn't give me any insight into what that, that's going to look like. I, I don't know. And also it kind of, there, there's, like, the problem that Star Wars is going to have right now, especially with, like, showing future parts of the timeline, is essentially, like, now you got to explain where characters are. This is a good way of them explaining why, you know, where Ahsoka is. Either she's dead by the time of Rise of Skywalker, or she's still in that other galaxy, just force communicating you know, it, there's a couple things that they got it because, like Thrawn, we don't we don't even hear a, a mention of that threat later on, and of course it's because logically they haven't written this yet. But his fingerprints, I'd, I'd like to to see where they kind of stretch out. And one thing I want to mention, I'm so happy with they've done with Hayden Christensen because mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever been better than he was in his few episodes in this. Like I thought he was very good as um, he was great in Jumper. Was he? 
<laughs> I mean, I like Jumper, but it's, it's, a not, it's, not a, it's more of a guilty pleasure what type thing. What was that one he did with Paul Walker? It was like a whole bunch of people were in it. That one wasn't like... too bad. Um, Shattered, uh... No, no. Shattered Glass, he was very good He was good in Shattered Glass. No, the one, they were like, um... It was like a heist. It was like a heist movie, right? But it was like a lot of people in it. And T.I. was in it. Yeah, he ordered the hot dog, he ordered a hot dog with relish. Um, <laughs> he did. <laughs> Glenn and I couldn't stop laughing in that movie theater because I don't even remember if the guy giving him the hot dog even asked anything, but he just turned around and went reddish. And the guy handed him up because <laughs> we expected him to just pick up a packet of relish, squirt it in his mouth, them the bones, and leave. Yeah. Um, let's see. What was the name of that movie? I'm looking at Hayden. Was it Takers? Takers. That was it. Takers. He, he played AJ. Nice. Yeah. Shattered Glass, though, is actually a very good movie. He's very creepy in that yeah. movie. But, Did you um, see that? Yeah, it's a great movie. But yeah, I mean, the ones playing the live-action versions of the animated ones, I thought they... Like Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I thought she kind of brought her own little spin to Harrow, which I enjoyed. And I really like Natasha Bordizio, the one that played um, uh, Sabine. Yeah. I thought she was she was good, too. So, I it, Honestly, like, those characters were... Uh, were characters I loved in the, in the Rebel show, but like the new characters that Filoni introduced in this, oh yeah, are huge draws. Like I, I, I want to know so much more about them, and I like the concept of of like uh, Balin Skull identifying Boken Jedi, like these Jedi's trained in the wild, and I think it's kind of interesting because it kind of sets up, uh, you know, like Luke and how he's trying to develop the Jedi Order, and eventually Rey developing her Jedi Order. Um, so much of what made the the Jedi go, you know, wrong, and, or what happened with Order sixty six, is that they kind of were too rigid. The hubris of the Jedi. Now what we actually get is is you know people train out in the wild with a little a little ability to have some more gray in. So it it's interesting to see how that has feats of clay. Do you think Filoni's ultimate goal is to map this all out, where he ties in? All the characters now to where they go into the sequel trilogy, honestly, and like maybe Ahsoka is going to be in honestly, the I th- movie. I think uh, Filoni's purpose right now, just to listen to him, is to tell a good story. Yeah, and I don't think he's worried. Like, and I and I, honestly, that that I I I, I, I want that just to be the, the whole plan. Although don't, I, don't retroactively try to explain all the just make a good story. Just I'll, accept it wasn't as good as we wanted, and let's just move on. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like yeah. honestly, so kind of it, it's it, it exists. It's there. Let's yeah, just right, right. move on the, with life. The the feeling that I kind of get from this, and it, it'll kind of it'll show in the Air of the Empire movie if that's one ones that would it being. But like this is kind of what I wanted out of the sequel trilogy. You know, th- this is kind of what like leaning in that direction and. Yeah, it's got the the layers of fan service. It it, it does something a little bit different because like we're seeing that with uh, you know stuff like Andor and it, it, there's a lot of uh, of riffs on things. I think this would have been it would have been a smarter approach. But again, I can't we can't change the past only fuck around with the present to do like the TV series first and then lead into. Yeah, they should have taken their time before they got to the movies well, because I saw this meme said imagine if this was the sequel trilogy and it was a picture of like Ezra and Ahsoka and yeah. Ray and it's like yeah that. that <laughs> Oh, and one thing I think feeling. that they're going to do that's, that's smart by introducing Hu Yang, who is 25,000 years old, I think he may be the connective tissue. Because when yeah. they go back to the like the start of the Jedi Order and then to the future, I think this droid might be there the whole time. And Plus David Tennant should be in everything. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was um, clever. So, uh, you know, as you've been listening to this episode for the better part of an hour, you know it's happened again. That we're going to have to break this one up into two. Oops, so we did, did it, it again. again. Are you going to do a dance with swords or knives oh, like uh, Brittany does? She's lost Oh, it. she's lost her freaking mind. Uh, you know, if you I listen to this, Brittany. I'm going to happen. I'm, yeah, and and I, I will champion Toxic to the day I die, but that she needs help. I, I warned y'all when the conservatorship was over. I was like, she's going to go batshit crazy. Cause she's they gonna sent be, the, they she's sent gonna the. She's going to be so happy to be free. That she starts throwing knives. <laughs> maybe, she's, maybe she's working on a new skill. She issued a statement saying that they were like props. Knives from a movie set or something. I don't know what she was working on. Something, some kind of dance that she said Shakira is famous for. But yeah, I don't recall Shakira dancing with knives. Oh, you don't remember that? I don't. I just know her hips don't lie. They don't. <laughs> Incapable of, of telling a, a, an. Yeah, untruth. I mean, it's. I guess it's natural to confuse Shakira with Bill the Butcher. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby, when you butch like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for us this week. Remember, there are many platforms to listen to us on. 
uh, all anywhere you listen to podcasts, really, and all of the socials. You can follow us at The Awesome Village Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, X, and TikTok. There we go. This has been Greg. Ryan. John. Glenn. We will see you next week.